Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Morrow, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Morrow, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so they can show up fully in their life and their career. And you guys, we have a very special guest on the podcast today, and we are going to be talking about creating intention around the foods we eat which is so important when we are diving into our emotional eating and our cravings and really being present and intentional with the foods that we choose and eat. So our guest today is Dr. Stephanie Snyder. She is a Navy wife and a mother of four beautiful children. She is a mentor, speaker, and joy seeker. Through her simplified methods, she teaches women how to make the most of their time and resources while still being present with their families and easily creating the life they desire. When Stephanie isn't spending time with her family or growing her business, she enjoys horseback riding and competing in marathons and triathlons. Oh my gosh, who wouldn't want that? I want um, (laughs) to create reach all of my goals with, you know, ease. Yes. (laughs) Well, welcome, Stephanie. Um, It's so great to have you on the podcast. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and kind of what brought you to what you're doing today? Absolutely. Um, So my kids are my reason, not my excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, so they are the reason that I show up and do the work that I do, um, as, because I believe in a kind of a trickle down effect. Um, so when I do work on myself, it impacts the rest of the household. Um, but I got started because my oldest, um, had a moment and I was super stressed out, annoyed, frustrated, depressed, anxious, all of the things Um, when we came back from living overseas in 2012, um, my husband was immediately thrown in deployment cycles and Mm -hmm. I went from having a full-time husband to occasionally seeing my husband. He was gone 270 days of the first year back stateside. Um, and I was kind of shell-shocked. Yeah. Um, the least, oh my God. Yeah. So it was a lot and I didn't handle it well. Um, I thought, I thought outside of myself, I looked like I was handling it well. Um, and I didn't realize how much my negative energy was impacting my children. Mm. Um, until one night I went to go put my son to bed and I had reprimanded him for probably just being a boy. Mm. Um, but he looked at me on his bed and he said, nobody loves me. I should just disappear. Wow. And he was about seven years old at the time, and it absolutely crushed me. I I was like, well, this is not not working. Um, You've got to find a different way to be a mom because your kids are not going to do well if you continue down this road. Um, And so I started to really do the personal development work and figure out, okay, what kind of a mom do I want to be? And how do I make that happen? Uh, Because I was just going through the motions of motherhood. I was not being intentional with my energy, with my time, with the words that were coming out of my mouth. Um, And so I had to really start to create 
um, some new habits after looking at what habits weren't working. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, I love that you are taking responsibility, so to speak. And you say your, the, your kids are the, your reason and not your excuse. And you realize that what you do impacts the rest of the household. And I, I love that. Um, and I think that is, it is empowering to have that, that belief and that thought. Um, cause I know, I know my daughter has been the reason and drive in a lot of the things that I have done since she was born. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's so beautiful. And so, mm-hmm. so empowering. Um, so I'd love for you to share with us a bit about intention and why we should be intentional in our actions and living. Absolutely. So I love intention and um, I'm not sure if I had read your email or your questions prior to this, but on Sunday when I took a bath, I w- got out of the bath and I was annoyed because usually the the water is really activating to me and I usually get incredible downloads. and. I got annoyed in the bathtub because nothing was coming through and I stood up to get out and I heard part of me, my soul, I talked to my soul all the time, said, nothing happened because you weren't intentional about it. And I was like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so it was just a really great reminder, the power of being intentional. And so the best way I think to, to discuss it is to look at what something unintentional is first. Um, So unintentional is those things that we do habitually that we don't give any additional thought to. Um, I like to use the example of, um, let's say you're you're driving to work or you're driving to take your kids to school. You remember leaving the house, but you don't remember anything until you get there. That's very unintentional. You've zoned out. You're not paying attention. You probably can't tell anybody how many red lights you went, you know, you stopped at mm-hmm. or you know, what color cars you saw on the road because you were just in autopilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is unintentional. And the kind of the hard part of this is that our brain wants to make everything habitual. Right. Um, only have to do it a few times for your brain to be like, okay, well, that's automatic now. Let's stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we don't pay attention to it and we're not being intentional, that's where we wake up five years down the road and nothing has changed because we've just gone into kind of this survival um, survival mode where we're just on autopilot. We're doing the same thing day after day, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it comes to kind of creating that intention, the thing that I, um, that I love to do, and this is something that I learned a long time ago, um, but I will, if, if there's an area in my life that I feel like I'm struggling in and I'm not getting the results that I want, I will get very microscopic with it and I'll write down the thoughts, the behaviors, the beliefs, whatever is going on with that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, let's say um, food, right? Because we're going to talk about food here. So let's say I have a sweet tooth or I have an extra 30 pounds and I don't know how to lose it. Um, The best way to figure out how to get going is to write down everything that you're eating. 
it seems archaic and it seems elementary, but taking paper to pen, and this is this is the easiest way, pen to paper, actually writing it down physically, not just in your phone, not as a note somewhere, but actually using pencil, paper, whatever it is, and writing down, okay, this is what I ate. This is the time that I ate it at. Maybe this is how I felt when I was eating. If you, because that creates the first step in changing that habit, which is awareness. This is how you drive to work, right? Like you're like, oh, I'm going to take a right. When you're giving somebody directions to go somewhere, you're very aware of how to get there. Oh, yes. <laughs> but when it becomes habitual, you're like, um, actually, I don't know. Like my kids don't pay attention in the car on the way to school. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can tell you that most of them probably couldn't get there on their own. Right. Because they're they're just not paying attention to it. And so to create that intention, you have to be aware of it first. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I have done with a number of different areas in my life. The very first time I remember doing it was actually around my time. Mm, um, yes. Yeah. I, I remember um, it, it was probably 2013 or 2014, something like that. And I remember very distinctly sitting at my desk and I saw this Facebook post from a very successful um, mother and Mm -hmm. her post said, if it's important to you, you'll find the time. If not, you'll find an excuse. Yes. And I wanted to flip her the bird. I was (laughs) like, you have no idea what I'm doing. How dare you even say something like that to me? Right. Like I got super defensive. But in the flip side of that defense, I was like, well, maybe there is some value to this. Let me see where my time is actually going first before I decide that I don't have the time. And it was mind boggling to me the amount of time that I was spending thinking about laundry. Mm. Of all things, I believed that I would be the first person in the world to like check laundry off the list for like good. (laughs) You can't (laughs) like turns out, right. Turns out unless you're living in a nudist colony, like that's not a thing. Um, And, but I had to come with terms. Like I was spending an exorbitant amount of time thinking about what the kids were wearing, how I was going to coordinate the laundry that day. And it was just, It was something that I was doing to try to feel safe, Mm. Um, but I was wasting so much time on the laundry that when I got aware of where my time was going, I was able to make a new decision. And so when it comes to that idea of, okay, what are you eating? Well, until you're aware of what you're actually eating, you can't make a different decision. And so for me, I know I have a sweet tooth that kicks in usually about seven (laughs) o'clock. I just want like, (laughs) yes. And, but I'm, so I'm really, I have really great discipline. And usually my sweet tooth is, is curbed by one of those little mini Justin's peanut butter cups. Like I love those things and I can just pop one. Totally fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But there have been times where I will sit down watching tv and eat an entire box of cheez-its 
mm-hmm. or Oreos because yeah. I'm not present with the food, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just, because you're involved in the TV show, you don't realize like what's going on around you. It's just very habitual. Um, And there were days when my husband was deployed where I would eat a whole sleeve of Oreos without even giving it a second thought. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go to grab more Oreos and I'd be like, what do you mean there's no more Oreos? How are they gone? Right. Right. (laughs) what are you talking about you're so surprised too right (laughs) right right, yeah you're like um I just bought this the other day and it's how's it gone because Mm -hmm. we weren't being intentional with it we weren't actually spending time with it Mm -hmm. Um, yeah yeah that's that's I mean I love that you're sharing that because um I think so many of our listeners can relate to that and I can totally relate to that just as far as you know, sitting in front of the TV and eating something or even like going to the movies and like the popcorn mm-hmm. and you're just like eating, like the popcorn's pretty much gone before the movie starts. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's definitely <laughs> happened to me. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no yeah. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we can, we can definitely relate to that. Um, and I love how you share that, you know, the brain wants to make everything habitual and that is so important to understand, especially when it comes to our habits and our, our eating habits. Um, you know, we just do, we just, you know, overeat a couple times and then our brain wants to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it wants to make it habitual. So we don't even think about overeating or we don't think about, you know, grabbing the pint of ice cream and sitting down at the TV. Um, so, so yes, like really creating that intention and that awareness of what is going on right now in the present moment. I love that. Um, yeah. And the, and the beauty, you know, it, it can be seen as a flaw that the brain wants to make everything habitual, mm-hmm. but it will also make the really good things habitual as well. Right. Um, yeah. So, so you can choose, right? So, and this is something that I have people ask me about a, a lot, especially if I'm training for a triathlon or a marathon or something and, and they'll message me and they'll say, oh my God, I just don't have the discipline that you have. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, it doesn't take discipline for very long. You really only need to be disciplined for about 30 days, give or take, right? A lot of studies have shown 21 days, um, yeah. but it depends on if you're actually getting to the root cause of that habit or if you're just trying to mask it with something else. Um, and so I say typically about 30 days of discipline is really 30 to 60 again depending on the habit um but it's not you don't need discipline until the end of time you just need that little bit of discipline for you to start to see kind of the snowball impact of it and then you're like well that's a no-brainer right Mm -hmm. like I was I was talking to a mom recently and she's like well you know I know my days go better when I wake up before the kids but sometimes I'm just so tired and I said um I'm gonna stop you right there You just said you knew that you would have more more patience and be a better mom if you woke up earlier. Mm -hmm. So why are you not doing that? She's like, well, I'm just so tired. I'm like, yes, but do you want to yell at your children and be impatient? Or do you want to have patience for your kids? Here's the trade-off. It's not going to take you very long for you to realize, oh, well, this month was so much better because I woke up and I had time for myself before I got my kids together. Um, so it doesn't take long. 
Um, that is the beauty of the brain, but we want it to work for us, not against us. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. Awesome. Um, so what are some benefits we get from creating intention around the food we eat? Absolutely. So creating intention around the food that we eat um, allows you to really pay attention to what is food is benefiting your body. Um, as I shared before we got started recording, I uh, recently completed a 60-day wellness program. Um, and I did it merely for curiosity factor, not because I thought I was a bad eater by any means. Um, but I thought, you know what, I could probably up-level my nutrition. Why not? Let's give it a whirl. Um, and I, the very first thing that the program cuts out is sugar. Mm. And I saw it and I thought, oh, that's easy. I just have to cut out my peanut butter cups and my glass of wine that I have on the weekends, right? Like right. easy, I've got this. <laughs> uh, no, I did not realize that there is literally sugar in everything. Yes, yes, there is. Everything, everything. And I can go on a whole soapbox on this one, but um, I got very hyper aware of what, of the foods that had sugar in it because I was told to avoid sugar. And the first week was a real, a real eye opener for me because I was like, well, okay, I cut out sugar. Like I cut out my peanut butter cups, like that's easy, but it was like, okay, I'm making chicken cutlets for dinner for my kids tonight. There's sugar in my breadcrumbs. Why is there sugar in my breadcrumbs? Why is there sugar in my tomato sauce? Like, it was like, okay, well, um, there's the awareness. And so what I had to do was look at the list of foods very differently. So mm -hmm. uh, during the program, they cut out a whole bunch of things to prepare for like a little a detox, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really to just get you super aware of how food is making you feel. Yes. And so you're cutting out all these things. And all I could think about was all the food that I was taking out of my diet. Mm. And I was so annoyed and so frustrated. And I just, all I, I was like, I just want my peanut butter cup and my glass of wine. Like, why can't I just have that? Right. Mm. And I was like, I was like, all right, well, we need to switch our perspective on this. Mm. And so instead of looking at all the foods I couldn't eat, I started to look at all of the things that I could eat. Yeah. And that was a very long list. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I liked most of that food to begin with anyways. And so when it comes to this intention and creating those intentions, so often we look at the thing that we're giving up mm -hmm. instead of all of the things that we're getting. Okay. And so if you switch it and you're intentional instead of being like, okay, well, um, I'm, I'm giving up carbs. Mm -hmm. You can be intentional and just think, okay, so maybe I'm giving up carbs, maybe I'm giving up this bad habit, but what am I getting in the long run? What is the intention behind it? And why am I doing it? Right? So yeah. I like to use curiosity here, as I had yeah. mentioned, because um, one, it's not curiosity that kills the cat, but it makes it more playful. Mm-hmm. So I can go into something that could be seemingly stressful, annoyed, whatever it is, right? And I will go in with the intention of curiosity because 
at the end of the day, if I don't like that turnout, I can change it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I like to approach a whole lot of things with curiosity, right? Like you want to see how food makes you feel. Okay. Try removing this thing for a little bit. Just be curious, Mm -hmm. see how it goes. Mm -hmm. If you don't like it, that's fine. Maybe it's not your thing. Right. And I talk to to women about this when it comes to whether it's their food, their their time, their money, their um, growing their business, right? Just be curious because if you put that pressure on yourself, then it's no fun okay. and nobody wants to do it if it's not fun. Right. Right. No, <laughs> like that's such a good point. Such a good point. Like if you, if you have children, watch your children. Mm-hmm. I loved this. My kids did this and it was just so beautiful one day. My two little ones are eight and five, and they are little tornadoes. Okay. Um, and so they had pulled out all their Barbies one day, and I was not cleaning up. I was like, I've cleaned up the mess a million times today. Girls, I want you to pick up your Barbies. And they were like, all right, we'll go pick up our Barbies, right? Like, the next thing I know, they have these little, they're little inflatable animals that they can bop, hop around the house with. They're like inflatable horses, and they oh, like to yeah. race each other yeah. around the house on them. Well, they had gotten these horses out and they were racing each other to see how quickly they could pick up the Barbies and how many they could get at one time. Right. Oh my God. And the task was over in no time at all because they turned it into a game and they had fun and they were curious with it. And that's kind of like adulthood. All of a sudden people are like, well, I'm an adult. I can't have fun. Mm. Says who? Mm-hmm. Have fun with it. Like, Maybe you find out that, you know what, you actually really love avocados because you tried something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, try it. You don't just be curious about it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love, you know, just like the the intention allows us to notice how foods affect our body and how they feel in our body. Um, and just like you're speaking my language when you say curiosity, like I am all about curiosity, um, especially with like emotional eating and, and working mm-hmm. with savings, like let's get curious about it because oftentimes we tend to judge ourselves for overeating. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we have to drop the judgment and we have to get curious about it. So I love, I love that. Um, And thinking about like focusing on all the foods you get to eat, like there's so many foods you get to eat if you decide to take sugar out or if you decide to take carbs out. And it's just, it's, and I want to like speak to the the fact that it's like this curiosity of like, how does sugar affect my body Mm -hmm. and how much sugar am I eating? Right. We're not villainizing sugar, but we're just getting curious and seeing how it affects our body and how much we're actually, when we sit down and look at like food labels and like, you know, yes, yes. and there's, I mean, I don't know how many different types of sugar there are nowadays, but I remember the last time looking there's like 56 different types of sugar yeah. that be in your food. Like, and, and like, oftentimes we don't even realize that it's sugar, right? Cause it's some thing we don't really know about. Right. Like, oh, what is that? Whatever. <laughs> Like, oh, it's sugar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And then also you mentioned like th- that long-term well-being, like 
as humans, we're able to look to the future and see what our future could be. And we can create goals and we can plan and we understand consequences. And, but then we also have that part of us that wants that instant gratification, right? So, oh, absolutely. Like being intentional about like, what is this long-term benefit of me looking at how much sugar that I'm eating a day and being intentional about it and maybe finding ways to reduce it. Um, so I love, I love the idea of this, you know, the instant gratification versus the long-term well-being and like really using that part of our brain that can look to the future and decide like, yes, this is going to be a good choice for me. You know, it's going to be a long-term benefit of me being intentional and mindful about what I'm eating. So that's so awesome. Um, so what does creating intention around, uh, the food we eat look like? So basically how do we create intention? If somebody's like been very unintentional, so to speak, or they just aren't really aware, like how does one go about creating intention? Yes, absolutely. So, um, the very first thing that I love to do Um, again, with any area is I will write it down. So I'll get super aware of, let's say, where my money's going, um, what food I'm putting into my mouth. Um, And I do it from a very objective standpoint, uh, because I don't want to belittle myself or judge myself for that thing. And so I get really curious and I get very objective. And so I go, okay, I just want to know my baseline. Because I'm a firm believer that if you don't know where you're, where you are, you'll never actually get to where you want to go, mm-hmm. right? Like think of if you're in the car and you go to put, you know, let's say you're driving cross country, you're in Florida, you want to get to California. Um, if you don't ever actually admit to the fact that you're in Florida, you're going to have one heck of a time trying to get to California, right? Right. Like it's going to be, I mean, you may get there eventually, but you're going to get there a whole lot faster if you actually say, you know what, I'm in Florida, mm-hmm. but I really want to be in California. Okay, cool. Florida's fine. Like no judgment. Nobody's upset with you that you're in Florida. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Right. Like, but if you're trying to tell people that you're in Massachusetts, but you're actually in Florida and you're trying to get to California, your directions are going to be very, very different. Yeah. Right. So you, you really need to know one where you are. So where are you starting? And so that's where getting aware and saying, okay, here's what I ate today. Mm -hmm. Just be honest with yourself. Nobody's judging you. Nobody cares. Just say at the end of the day, sit down with a piece of paper and be like, okay, for breakfast, I had this for lunch. I had this. In between, I grabbed a handful of that, like, and just look at it and then go, okay, well, based off of that, do I want to keep eating this way? Mm. Okay. So like for me, I remember another time where I was doing this with my money and I was like, okay, well, I don't really know where all my money's going every month. So Mm. let me look and see. And at the end of the month, I looked at the month and I was like, holy crap, we spent $400 on pizza last month like I don't really want to spend $400 on pizza but I couldn't decide not to spend $400 on pizza until I knew I was spending $400 on pizza right exactly yes. yeah that's, that's, yeah that's so a good analogy <laughs> yeah 
Yes, right. So you can, that's, you know, the thing is like, people are like, oh, well, we'll just cut back our budget. Well, do you know where you're spending your money? Because you can't possibly cut back unless you know where you're spending it. Right. Um, the same thing with your food. Like you can't change your eating habits until you know what your eating habits are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the day, and I tell people just do this for a week, do it for a week. Maybe, I mean, you could really do it for three days and it would probably be the same thing because we are habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, but do it for a week and just see what it is that you're eating. Okay. Then once you know what you're eating, sit down and decide, okay, do I want to keep eating that thing? Again, no judgment, be objective. If you don't want to keep eating ice cream at nine o'clock at night, then you're going to have to find something else, right? So you can either say, okay, well, I know I eat ice cream at 9 p.m. So maybe I go to bed at 8.30. Then you avoid that ice cream thing. Or maybe you say, you know what? I'm going to have dinner a little bit later. So then I'm not craving the ice cream. Or if you sit down with a whole pint of ice cream, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to have two bites instead of the whole pint, right? right? So just getting aware of it and then saying, okay, well, here's where I'm at. Here's where I want to go. How do I get there? Mm-hmm. So this is kind of those directions in the car. You're eating a pint of ice cream at nine o'clock at night. You don't want to eat any ice cream at night because maybe it messes with your sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I cannot have honey nut Cheerios before bed because I will have the craziest dreams in the world. Wow. Um, so, uh, so I avoid <laughs> honey nut Cheerios before bed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, weird, random, but I know that I can't have that before bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't know it until I got aware, like, oh, you had really weird dreams last night. What did you eat before bed? Honey nut Cheerios. Oh, crap. And then I would just test it once and be like, okay, I'm going to have Honey Nut Cheerios tonight before bed. See what happens. Sure enough, weird dreams, right? (laughs) So that's kind of that curiosity side to it. Um, But you can be okay with your route changing along the way. So Mm -hmm. let's say you decide, okay, you're going to eat. This is always funny to me for like New Year's resolutions. People are like, I'm going to eat um, nothing but vegetables. And I'm like, okay, great. How many vegetables do you eat right now? And they're like, oh, I don't eat any. And I'm like, well, that's a terrible place to start. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Like <laughs> let's start with maybe one more vegetable during a meal or one vegetable a day, like start right. small enough that you're going to feel rewarded because those are just going to compound on each other. Mm-hmm. So this is why those new year's resolutions don't work because people often try to take all the things out at once and it just gets you nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So one, get aware of it, figure out where you want to go once you are aware of where you are and then start to build up little by little to that space. You're going to get there faster than you think, but you have to just be flexible with your own plan around it. Yes. Awesome. I love that. Um, And so this kind of, I mean, leads me into the next question I had for you. You kind of just answered it for me. So I'll kind of um, uh, summarize. So on, on my podcast, I like to share, you know, actionable, doable steps that listeners can take. Um, And so, you know, like what would three steps be that listeners can take to create intention around the foods they eat? 
Um, and, you know, you just, you just kind of answered that for me, which is, you know, where am I starting? Mm-hmm. Writing it down, um, becoming aware of what you are eating and having that objective view on it. So no judgment, just, we're just getting curious, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you can get objective about it, you're going to make so many changes. It's going to be incredible because mm-hmm. the thing that stops most of us is the fact that we're so close to the thing. And we think we should be so much farther along than we are that we judge the crap out of it that we never actually take action. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And so when you can look at it objectively and say, okay, like, and, and for weight loss kind of things, right? Like you say you want to lose 30 pounds, but how are you going to know you lost 30 pounds if you don't know how much you already weigh? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Like you could say, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, but if you don't ever know that you weigh 170 pounds, how are you going to know when you hit 30? Mm -hmm. You just, you've got to know where you are without any judgment and Mm -hmm. simply saying, you know what? I did the best that I could then. Mm -hmm. Now I want to change something. And you're going to learn stuff about yourself along the way. And it's going to have a ripple effect. Um, I know me when I, I do the work on myself that ripples into the rest of my kids and my husband and, and all the people around me. But I also know that when I focus on one area of my life that I'm wanting to be intentional on, it ripples into every other area because all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do that or I'd rather do this and that's not helping me. So let me look at this thing. Um, but I just break it down into a small daily thing. Um you know, I, we can go really high level on this, um, where we can talk about, okay, a year from now, 10 years from now, whatever it is that looks like, how do you break it down? But sometimes people get so lost in the planning that they don't actually do the thing. Right. Uh, and so what I like to do is say, okay, what's two or three things that I can do today that will move me forward to that thing? Um, and this is how I've created success in, in all kinds of areas of my life, because I've said, okay, I, I know I realistically, I have maybe 20 minutes to do that thing today, not four hours. Okay. So what can I do 20 minutes, right? Like, you know, we make this plan that the whole world is just going to stop and we're going to get to our goal, but we don't ever take into account our actual life. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when you, allow yourself to live and be human and you actually get to your goals faster. Yes. Yes. Awesome. I love that. So, so starting from where you are being intentional, writing down exactly what you're eating and then asking yourself, do I want to keep eating this way? Like, is this something I want to continue doing? And I love, I love that. Just, you know, asking yourself, Right. And, and being like, now I know that I'm eating this food. I want to continue doing this. And it may be yes. And it may be no. Right. And then next to find, find a solution to eating the the food you don't want to eat. So like you mentioned the ice cream, like, could I eat dinner later? Could I go to bed earlier? Maybe I could find a healthier option. Or maybe I like, instead of taking the whole pint with me, I actually scoop out a scoop into a bowl and that's it. Right. Um, and really mm-hmm. being open to trying new things. Yep. Like, I, I think this is so important is that like, we might try something that might not work. And then that's when we give up, but really right. we need to like, okay, that didn't work. 
what else can I try? What else can I try? Yes, absolutely. And just absolutely. really open to that and creating those, those small changes and um, those small changes are going to add up to like those big results. So I love that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today on the podcast and sharing with us, you know, really how we can create intentions around the intention around the foods that we eat. Um, So how can listeners find out more about you? Yes. So the best place to find me is on Instagram, um, Stephanie Snyder, PhD. Uh, That's where I hang out the most. That is where I have probably the most fun right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely hang out, uh, find me on Instagram there for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I will put a link to your Instagram in the show notes. Um, so when this airs and people want to find out more about you, they can just uh, click on that and follow you on Instagram. So thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been such uh, a joy to have you on the podcast. I love um, just interviewing people and letting them share their their story and their philosophy and any any ways they can help my uh, my listeners. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, Stephanie. Um, and that is all we have for today, my friends. I will be back next week. And until then, have a wonderful week. Bye, y'all. <laughs>